Hi everyone, I'm Claire Ullman here. Good to see you. Our website is cwowi.eu, Church Without Walls International. And of course, EU stands for Europe. You can go to our website, find a lot of articles about house church, about relationship-based faith, about people who are on the same spiritual page, how to fellowship with, how do you do house church? What does it mean? House church and also another website. If you are well in, uh, in speaking English or understanding English, you can go to cwowi.org. Okay, but those Facebook teachings are sometimes about something else, not per se, uh, not per se about house church, although it does relate to house church and how we grow up and mature and become more like Christ in us. Today I want to talk to you about what are Jesus' priorities and what should be our priorities too. Uh, when we, we have the privilege of traveling a, a lot, well, a lot sometimes we go to other nations and we meet other Christians and people who are on the same spiritual page and who share Christ uh, in them together in some very basic, simple, in their homes, meetings there. And oftentimes we are so blessed and humbled to see the love there is between one another, the care there is for one another. And I was pondering it uh, not long ago because we came back from such a trip and were immensely blessed. And I thought, wow, this is that is exactly what Jesus told us here in Matthew. When you have your Bible with you, Matthew 25, he talks about when he comes, when he returns, and then what was important to him. Matthew 25, 34, he says, okay, 31, it says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. And in 34, he says, and the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared from you from the foundation of the world for. So why? Why does he say you are blessed, inherit the kingdom? For I was hungry and you gave me food and I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in and I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me and I was in prison and you came to me. Well, and then the righteous, the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and fed you? When were you thirsty? When did you, uh, when did we see you a stranger? When did we take you in? When were you naked and when did you close you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. You did it to me. One, the least of my brethren, you did it to me. So when the Lord returns, he tells us who will be righteous in his eyes. Very humble. And if we believe that we are in the end times and Jesus is coming back soon, if those are his priorities, shouldn't we examine our lives to see if that's us? And if, if it's not, should we not make changes in our life and make those priorities, his priorities, our priorities too? If Jesus came back today or tomorrow, could we say that what is most important to him is almost is also most important to us? Well, the apostles here in the book of Acts, they heard Jesus tell them directly what he is looking for at his return. And they themselves imparted those priorities, the lifestyle actually, I could say, and they imparted it to others. Because when you go to the book of Acts, after the Holy Spirit was poured out, you see that the people are going even so far that if there were needs in their midst, they were willing to even take from their savings to give their extra coat 
whatever was necessary to help the, uh, to meet the needs <coughs> around them. And over the th next 30 years, and, and the book of Acts and most of the New Testament, we can see that the work of the ministry continued to be defined this way, that the body of Christ had the same priorities as Jesus had. For instance, in Antioch, there was a prophet, Agabus. He prophesied about the upcoming famine in Judea. So what did the body of Christ do? Well, they met in homes, as you know. They gathered to um, to send an offering to uh, to, to uh, they gathered an offering to send relief to the Judean brothers in uh, in Judea in X eleven. And then, of course, there were other offerings. Paul talks about money given to one another. First Corinthians nine, Second Corinthians eight and nine, and Paul even says in Galatians six ten to do good to all men, but especially to the household of faith. So our brothers and sisters are our first priorities. That's what Jesus did. Whatever you do, to at the least of my brethren, my brethren, your church first, your brothers and sisters first. And of course, every Christian in the whole world is your brother and sister. But there are those brothers and sisters that are nearer. Those brothers and sisters that you fellowship with, that you meet at, that you fellowship with maybe every week you see them. That is what house church is. You see the, the persons, you know the needs there are. And in house church, we do not give to a building or we do not give to a program or to a better sound system or to whatever, but we do give to the needs of the people. So even in the book of Acts, there were no needs among them, amazingly. James, in his first chapter, he says, Pure and undivided religion before God and the Father is this to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Well, that was a scripture that came up in my mind years ago. Well, we have taken care of my mother for many, many years after my dad passed away. <clears throat> and then in in her house, there lived another uh, Christian woman. I don't know if she really knew the Lord, but she did open her heart at the end of her life. But uh, one of her daughters, she was born again. <clears throat> and of course, she always prayed for her mom. And we were very close. So oftentimes I went to, her, went to her to give her some coffee or help her with food or with clothing or whatever. She could just call me and I walked up to her. And I do remember one time when I was walking up to her to help her, that the Lord reminded this scripture. It says in my mind, he said, this is pure and undivided religion before God and the Father. <clears throat> to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. I thought, wow, it's so easy. It's so simple. It's just like the Lord is. Pure, holy, undivided religion is not going to church every time the door is open or evangelizing on the street or having your best face, you know, putting on a mask or whatever, or being skilled in the gifts of the Spirit. It is just taking care of His brethren. And to visit those and to clothe those and, 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 and open your heart and open your home. So yeah, the New Testament is written to people meeting in homes and being in a living room. You When you met those people every week, you get to know them, you know the needs in the mid, and everyone is taking personal responsibility to care for one another. And you do it out of a heart of love, helping each other with money, with resources, with skills maybe, with times, with wisdom. So the believers came uh, gave among themselves, and of course they gave to others. Not the unsaved first, but first of all they gave to the brethren, consistent with the command that Jesus gave. In First John three, I looked it up today. Let me see where is First John three. 
verse 16, <coughs> the Apostle John, he says, By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also need to ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world goods and sees his brother in need shuts up his heart for him. How does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Wow. So when you see your brother in need, you help them out. That's what the Lord is going to do. That's what the body of Christ looked like at the start. And that's how the body of Christ will look at, uh, will look at his return. It's not glamorous. But it's very mundane, it's very normal, it's very humble. Just like Jesus said, because he is meek and humble, he said, learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. So go back to the first, uh, first century, to a time where widows and the lame and the poor and the sick with no family, they were forced to be on the street and to beg. While all around them, there were Christians, even widows and even people who had no one else, but they had an extended family and their needs were met. Why? Because of the brothers and sisters, they cared for them. They were extended family and they were not alone. I have to, I still remember the word that the Lord told us in 1918. He said, the, he mentioned the testimonies of my first witnesses, witnesses will also be the testimonies of my last witnesses. That's what we saw in the book of Acts. They cared for one another. They loved one another out of the hearts of, of their love for the Lord. They loved one another and love gives. All uh, God also so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If we love the Lord, we give. And we do not shut down uh, our hearts for our brothers and sisters, but we give and help them out. So what's the proof that we are disciples? It's our love for one another. It's our devotion to one another. That's what Jesus said, right? In John 13, he says, By this all men will know you are my disciples. By this all men will know you are my disciples. It's not by the great sermons. It's not by the wonderful worship. It's not by the sound. It's not by the whatever you can think of. It's not by being the same as the world is. But by this they will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And love gives and love expresses itself. So, yeah, I hope that's a blessing. That was Jesus' priorities. That is still his priority today. And if he comes back, he is looking for those people who helped others, who helped the brethren and sister. And uh, I hope that's a blessing. And if it's not you, change your heart, adjust your heart. And I pray that you will have the same priorities as Jesus had. See you next week. Bye-bye.